This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card. Listen all month as ReachMD XM157 explores The Great Debate, a special series discussing the future of public health policy in America. What does the American Medical Association have to say about pending decreased Medicare payments to physicians and the challenge of providing health care to so many uninsured? We're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Larry Kaskill, your host. Joining me today is Dr. Nancy Nielsen, an internist from Buffalo, New York, who was recently elected president-elect of the American Medical Association in June of 2007. Previously, Dr. Nielsen served four terms as Speaker of the AMA House of Delegates and three terms as Vice Speaker. She is a delegate from New York and served two terms on the AMA Council on Scientific Affairs. Dr. Nielsen, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Dr. Casco. Good to be with you. Congratulations on your upcoming presidency. Thank you. Well, according to the chair of the AMA board, Ed Langston, he said that 10.1% physician payment cut is bad news for America's seniors, as 60% of physicians say the cut will force them to limit the number of new Medicare patients they can treat. So do you think that doctors are really going to stop seeing Medicare patients? I think they might. They're pretty angry. As you know, even if the cuts are stopped, we will be at the 2001 level for fees. There's nobody who's remained stagnant with their fees, not your plumber, not your electrician. Exactly. No one. And the general population just doesn't get that. They don't get that we cannot raise our prices, ever. Well, we are definitely price fixed, and Medicare is the linchpin because so many of the private insurers tie their reimbursement schedules to Medicare. Right. So it's not just the Medicare that hurts. It's if they cut it, then United and Humana and everything goes down including TRICARE, which takes care of our military. Does our government know what's going on? Yes, they know. They know, and they know that a 10% cut is a disaster for Medicare, for seniors and for doctors. They know that will put Medicare in great jeopardy. So that's not the problem. It's they haven't figured out how to fix it because of this crazy PAYGO system that we have. They don't know where to find the money. And every year that they put off fixing the way the formula is constructed the price tag gets higher, and that's basically the problem. They kick the can down the road another year, and it becomes more expensive. Didn't they do something this year to radiologists? They've tried to do a whole lot of things. Hmm. They've also tried to make more cuts in imaging. They've tried to do a whole bunch of things. We will wait and see what happens, but we're very, very concerned for all our physicians and for all the seniors we take care of. Dr. Nielsen, what is the AMA doing exactly to try and eliminate this cut? You know, how are they lobbying? How are they campaigning? Well, this is the annual death dance with Congress Mm -hmm. over this issue, and it gets tiresome for them. It gets tiresome for us. What's different this year is that people are very angry, the looming cuts, physicians, I mean. The looming cuts are deeper, and this may indeed be a crisis year. So we are asking, demanding, urging, you fill in the verb, that Congress do what they have done for other parts of the health care system, which is to give us what we deserve to be paid, which goes up minimally with the economic index, just as hospitals, nursing homes, and every other sector of the healthcare care world are paid. It's only doctors 
that are paid in this unfair way. Well, you said this is an annual death dance, and it seems like every year everyone's scared, and then at the last minute someone comes in and the governor calls in and we're reprieved. Well, there's no governor here. This one's Congress, so it's Congress that has to act. And we do believe that they understand that this is not going to work if this 10% cut goes in. The question is, what are they going to do about it, and where are they going to find the money, and frankly, when are they going to stop treating physicians in this manner? Well, have you made any traction with the government? We think they absolutely understand the issues and why this cut cannot go in. We are waiting to see what the vehicle is that will, in fact, fix and avert the payment cut. Are we just kind of waiting for something to descend, something magical to happen, or or do you have a feeling that something is going to occur? Well, we're not just standing on the sidelines waiting for a knight in shining armor to rescue us. We have been working extremely hard with the committees of jurisdiction in Congress to try to come up with a vehicle. All of the medical specialties, not just the AMA, but all the specialties as well, have been writing, calling, meeting with their congresspeople, saying, this cannot happen. This will be a true crisis. And there are a number of possible suggestions for how to fund that. What Congress will pick ultimately is going to be an interesting an interesting watch. Yeah, what what are some of those potential funding sources? Well, what the AMA has asked is that the 12% additional monies which go to Medicare Advantage plans, that that be cut because that is not going to physicians. That's going to plans that enroll about 20% of America's seniors, and yet everyone is paying for that additional 12%. We're asking that the playing field be leveled. Dr. Nielsen, take me through a doomsday scenario. What do you think would happen if they do go through with this cut? Well, we already know that many physicians, over half of physicians, are going to stop taking any new Medicare patients. We also know that there are people who are going to consider completely dropping out of Medicare and not participating. And that will be a problem for the Medicare system. So this is not simple. This is not a little cut. This is a very big cut. And this is on the heels of no increases since 2001. I'd like to move ahead to another topic that I know you're pretty passionate about, and that is the uninsured. How does the AMA define the problem of uninsured? Well, uninsured means somebody who is not covered by health insurance. There's an additional problem of those who are insured but can't get the benefits that they need. That's what Michael Moore glorified in his movie, Sicko. But one in seven Americans does not have any health insurance at all, and that is a major problem in this country. Those people are neighbors of ours. They may be members of our family who are between jobs, for example. And this is something that is growing year by year and is something the country must solve. Would you mind if I asked you to tell a little personal story that you may have been involved with with being uninsured? I was. Actually, I was in graduate school. It was just before I went to medical school. I was allowed to purchase health insurance through the university, but the health insurance specifically excluded benefits for your family and specifically excluded pregnancy benefits. So while I was in graduate school, I had two babies through public health clinics because that was all that I could afford because I had no health insurance that would cover it, and my children were uninsured. 
and I am vividly reminded of the Sunday night when my daughter had a temp of nearly 106, and I had to take her to Children's Hospital in Washington, and it took virtually all but $4 of the money that I had for the rest of the month to pay for her even being seen in the hospital. I will never forget what that is like, and this is a problem that has grown exponentially since that time, and we really as a country need to come to grips with it. Well, I know you're a voice behind the voice for the uninsured campaign. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that campaign entails? Yes, please. If anybody is listening and is interested in the details, go to voicefortheuninsured.org and you will see the details there. Basically, what we are asking all Americans to do is during this campaign season to ask every candidate, what is your plan for solving the uninsured problem? For example, if they don't like our AMA plan, what is their plan? We have to have an American dialogue and get to a uniquely American solution. So that's what we're asking. The campaign is located primarily in the early presidential primary states this year. Next year, it will be nationwide. And the goal is, Larry, by 2009, to have legislation that will begin to actually solve the problem of the uninsured, not just talk about it. Have you seen any of the candidates include any of your proposals in their platforms thus far? Well, at this point, you have broad brush strokes of what the candidates have in their plans for health care. A lot of this is divided on ideologic grounds, and I think you will begin to see more details as the candidate field narrows. Every one of the major candidates has received our plan, so they know about it. And there are elements that have been included in some of the candidates' plans. But at this point, it's really early in this process. Let's assume that Medicare does not pass the cut and we all stay with Medicare as physicians. Then we have to worry about the new pay for performance that's coming down the pike. And I know you have some opinions on that. And I'm wondering if there's a way to not just have pay for performance, but actually pay for quality performance. Absolutely. Right now in the Medicare system, there is no pay for performance, as you know. There is a pay for reporting program that began in July of last year, and we are assuming that that or something similar to it will continue into 2008, although it hasn't been funded yet. It is anticipated, however, that Congress has in its sights moving to a pay-for-performance, and I think they clearly intend that pay-for-performance means for quality. How do you find out if an outcome has been a good outcome? If you're just really checking off boxes that you did something to get paid for it, how do you get graded? There's two kinds of measures on which pay-for-performance programs have been built. The first, what you imply is the check-off-the-box if you did it, are called process measures. That means if you're a diabetic, did I measure your hemoglobin A1C? That would be a check-off-the-box, did I do it? And that needs to be done, obviously. To get to outcomes measures, you need to know, okay, I did check-off-the-box, I did order the test, but your hemoglobin A1C is way too high. That's an outcome measure. The interesting part about outcomes measures is that there are many factors involved. For example, let's suppose that you have a health insurance plan that requires a very high copay for you to get your diabetic drugs. That may be a barrier for you. 
So there are a variety of conditions that may impact on outcomes, and clearly we need to risk adjust them. Outcomes measures are better measures of true performance, as you clearly know. Dr. Nielsen, I know last week there was a biannual House of Delegates meeting in Hawaii. Can you tell me if anything good came out of there? Oh, lots of good came out of it, actually. The delegates were collegial. We talked a great deal about these looming problems and how we would respond. But in point of fact, we stayed focused on what we needed to do and had a good meeting. And last question, if a physician sitting in his car listening to the show and is not a member of the AMA, what would you like to say to that doctor? Well, if that person is not a member, I would say, honey, we're working on your behalf anyway, and I wish you would consider that it isn't quite fair for us to be doing that without your voice and your support, but we're going to do it anyway on behalf of all physicians, and we invite you to join us to be part of the solution. Dr. Nancy Nielsen, President-Elect of the AMA, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was a joy. Thanks very much. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. If you log on to ReachMD.com, you can download any of our shows that have been made into podcasts. Thank you for listening to ReachMD XM157 and The Great Debate, a month-long special series and discussion on the future of public health policy in America.